Light beer, dark money. Agree on something. Politics, culture, and the intersection of faith, freedom, and free enterprise. And now, live from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, here are your hosts, Light Beer, Chris Clements, and Dark Money, Sean Noble. Welcome back to another episode of Light Beer, Dark Money. I'm Sean Noble, and Chris is out today. So you've got me. <clears throat> the uh, here it is, the first week of the new year, and there's already a lot going on. I mean, it's pretty crazy. So uh, we'll tick off through some of the stuff that's happening. Obviously, one of the big pieces of news this week was the resignation of President Gay at Harvard University, uh, and this was the culmination of just an ongoing onslaught of uh, plagiarism charges that just continued to stack up. So obviously she got some negative attention uh, in the hearing uh, where Elise Stefanik asked whether or not uh, the calls for genocide of Jews was uh, violated the harassment and bullying uh, protocols for Harvard. And she said, well, it depends on the context. And, you know, we all know what happened with uh, the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, President resigned shortly after that. For whatever reason, MIT's person is hanging in there. And the Harvard Corporation, the the managing structure, the board, uh, was very defensive of of their president, uh, who I, at the time that this all happened, I didn't realize that she'd only been in her job for about six months or has been in her job. She, as of when she resigned this week, it was six months and two days. So the shortest tenured Harvard president ever. And uh, they were very, they came to her defense after this hearing. And they said, we have, you know, we are completely, um, you know, stand behind her. Uh, it turns out that Penny Pritzker, you know, billionaire of the Hyatt Fortune Hilton, I one of the no Hyatt um, hotel. Her, she's got. I don't know if it's a brother or a cousin who is the uh, governor of Illinois. She was uh, in the Obama administration, very close to Obama. Obama was obviously a Harvard grad, and he had weighed in. Uh, behind the scenes, apparently defending her. Uh, and, but the pile on of the continued examples of plagiarism, which started with a couple and then exploded to almost 50 examples of her committing plagiarism. Now, that's not a good look. And ultimately she resigned. Now, her resignation didn't apologize for any of that. She called it a, you know, she invoked the race card, no surprise. Uh, and the problem, as I see it, is that higher education and a lot of corporations have really leaned in on the diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI uh, stuff that 
to the point of it's there's no merit base at all anymore. I mean, this has completely gone overboard in how we treat people, uh, not based on what they do or accomplish or their character, but based on what gender they are, what sex they are, or what color they are. And that just doesn't, that's not the way that things should be going. I mean, it's, you know, clearly it's, it's a problem. Because one of the things that, that you have to think about is if you were a student at Harvard and you were uh, a serial plagiarist, you would be thrown out of school uh, without even, you know, much discussion at all. So, um, so that happened. And then uh, we've had, uh, I think we have not talked about since it happened, the uh, Colorado Supreme Court ruled to keep Trump off the primary ballot, and then the Maine Secretary of State did the same there. Interestingly, the Michigan Supreme Court refused to remove Trump from the ballot. So now it's going to go to the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court. And uh, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting. Now, I tend to think, and maybe we did talk about this, but it, I think that it's probably likely that it's a 9-0 decision to, to allow Trump to be on the ballot. Uh, and there's all kinds of reasons for that. The most obvious is that he's not been charged with insurrection, let alone convicted of insurrection. So uh, that's, that's problematic. Um, I want to go back. I actually just re- remembered that there was a very funny uh, tweet related to uh, this resignation of the Harvard president. Uh, Nate Silver is a uh, well-known, he, he had the, the website 538. He was, you know, a prognosticator, looks at polls, does that kind of thing, uh, and, and definitely left of center. Uh, I wouldn't say he's hardcore left-wing, but he's definitely not conservative, um, and so this was an interesting, <laughs> interesting tweet. So the Associated Press, when she, resi- when she resigned, it said Harvard president's resignation highlights new conservative weapon against colleges, plagiarism. Now, that was the headline, new conservative weapon against college, colleges, colon, plagiarism. Nate Silver quote tweeted, said, pretty worried about this new chrono weapon that can force you to go back as many as back as many as 27 years in time and commit plagiarism. I mean, so he's making light of this headline. This is ridiculous. I mean, it's not a conservative weapon. It's plagiarism. It is what it is. And if you're going to live by saying that plagiarism is bad, then you have to the consequences of committing plagiarism have to be real. So anyway, I rem- remembered that after I moved on. So I wanted to come back to that. So we'll see what happens with the Supreme Court. I'm assuming they'll take up the case uh, fairly soon. The other thing that that uh, I saw a headline about Trump appealing to the Supreme Court, which heightens the pressure 
on the Supreme Court to get involved in the presidential politics. Well, it doesn't need, it, you don't need to, it's not that it's heightened pressure. I mean, it's going to happen. When the, as soon as the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that Trump was going to be removed from the ballot, the primary ballot, that was going to go to the U.S. Supreme Court, period. You know, that's just, that was, that was a, a, a foregone conclusion. So it was the pressure, it's not pressure, it's just their job, right? Um, and then yesterday you had the release of the Epstein documents, which everyone's been talking about. Who's going to be on the list? Well, I, I kind of feel like it was meh. Now, there were interesting names that popped up. I haven't actually looked at all the names, but one name that popped up that I hadn't realized before was Bill Richardson, former New Mexico governor, uh, energy secretary under Clinton, and an ambassador to the UN. Um, and, you know, God rest his soul, he passed away last year, so he's not around to have to deal with that. So good for him. Um, there is... Uh, the so identified one of them that that popped up as identified in the documents it was another kind of interesting um one is speaking of the pritzkers uh hyatt hotels executive chairman thomas pritzker uh was identified as someone who was involved with sexual activities with an epstein victim um and you know Clinton was mentioned 50 times. That's not a surprise. We already knew that he was deeply involved with Epstein. Uh, and there were probably other, I, my wife said something about Cameron Diaz being mentioned. <laughs> but the, here's the thing is that just because your name popped up in these documents doesn't mean that you were involved in, in these sexual esca escapades. Um, now, in the case of Pritzker and uh, Richardson, and some others, there's, it's actually in the, in the transcripts of these depositions that, yeah, I had sex with that person, you know, type of thing, or, or Epstein sent that person to have sex with me, whatever. So it is a sordid affair, no question. But uh, the idea that, that this is going to unravel the deep state or, you know, that kind of thing, uh, not going to happen. Uh, yes, there probably are plenty of, of other folks who are well-known that are on this, you know, in these documents that, you know, will surface as people dig into them. And we'll have to wait and see if there's any real big surprises. But as of today, you know, 18 hours after they released, uh, nothing that is like ultimately shocking in my mind. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video, but in Las Vegas, Clark County, a guy was being charged or in the middle of a, I think it was sentencing. Uh, he was going to be sentenced to, um, for assault with intention to harm. Uh, and the, his, his lawyer was arguing for probation and the judge, a woman judge says, no, I think we're going to let him go a different direction this time. He's going to, he's going to face, you know, the consequences. I don't know exactly what the words were. And that guy just went off and literally dove over the, the bench and attacked the judge. Now, the thing that struck me, I mean, obviously it's outrageous, but it was a clerk court clerk 
who was the first to get to him after he hit the, got to the judge, got right to him. But this guy is a pretty big guy, and this court clerk was not able to get him off. It took a few extra seconds before security got over there, and he still was wailing on this judge. Um, thankfully, I think she's okay. But, wow, talk about it. Uh, <laughs> the lawyer probably just has got to be like, I was trying to help here, dude. <laughs> you definitely proved the problem. Um, anyway, so that if you haven't seen that, just uh, just Google Clark County Judge. Uh, and that's probably all you have to Google to come to come across uh, what's going on. Uh, what else is happening in the world? I mean, you've got uh, oh, there was a so I I. I read over the weekend, maybe it wasn't the weekend, maybe it was a couple of days ago, uh, that we have gener- they have determined what generation alpha is. So we have, I'm a Gen Xer, we had the millennials, we had the Zoomers, is that right? What? Z, yeah, Gen Z, um, which, so I'm a Gen Xer and I have... One daughter who is a millennial, and then the other four of that first batch of children I have are Gen Z, and now my younger kids are Generation Alpha. So anyone born from 2010 to 2024. So I have two kids, one on the way, due in March, so it'll be 2024. So those three kids will be Generation Alpha. Uh, now, it is true that most Generation Alpha kids have parents who are at least millennials. Not very many Gen Xers are parents of Generation Alpha. I do happen to be an old father, and I, I embrace that. That's fine. It's keeping me young. So, <laughs> But uh, this is a I'll read a couple things. Seen as a landmark generation, Gen Alpha, those born between 2010 and 2024, is expected to be the largest in history with more than 2 billion people. Uh, That is pretty amazing uh, because, you know, that's bigger than baby boomers. Um, And I guess it's in part because, you know, the population of the earth is significantly higher than it was in the 40s uh, and 50s. And so... Uh, and what's interesting is, you know, Western nations like the United States and Europe, birth rates going down, but in other places it's significantly higher. It's going up in China. It's going up in, uh, it's now, now increasing in China. It wasn't before because the birth rate was way going way down. It's up in India. Uh, so the two biggest countries are on the upswing. So, Two billion people. That's, that's a lot. Uh, so we'll see what they end up being like. I, I kind of view Generation, you know, as a member of Generation X and looking at, I remember when, when Obama was elected in 2008, uh, he was at the very tail end of the baby boomers because he was born in the early 60s. Uh, and, and Gen X starts in 65, I think. So I was like, okay, well, this will be the last of the boomers. We had 
you know, when I see, you know, we had Clinton, who was pretty young, but he was a boomer, but he was young when he got elected. And then Bush was fairly young. Uh, and then Obama was also fairly young, but they were all boomers. Um, and then <laughs> what happens? <laughs> we, we go right back to older boomers with, uh, with Trump and then Biden. So uh, it's, it's crazy. I think it's time to uh, get a Gen Xer in there. But it may be that Gen X will have been bypassed altogether. It's possible that after the next election... Uh, so when we get to 2028, which will be the next presidential election after the one this year, uh, it could very well be a millennial and just pass Generation X altogether. Wouldn't that suck? I mean, I don't know. Maybe we brought it upon ourselves. Not sure. Um, okay, there were a couple other things I wanted to hit. Um, anyway, you can read about the the Claudine Gay being removed from, or, you know, the Harvard president was resigning. There's lots of probably interesting things to be discussed in that. Um, no, no doubt for sure. Uh, and it will, it will play. This will play out over the next few years. I think the DEI thing is going to definitely unwind a little bit. Um, so, and now, you know, we are two weeks away from the uh, Iowa caucuses. And at this point, uh, I think it's a pretty foregone conclusion in my mind that Trump's going to win Iowa. Uh, I think Christie in New Hampshire has just started another ad buy. Uh, and that probably will undercut Nikki Haley's ability to either get soup, you know, right there, either beat Trump or get very close to Trump in New Hampshire, because that vote's going to get split. Um, my, my take on this is that um, I don't know how Ron DeSantis stays in this race post Iowa. Uh, if he does not beat Trump, which I don't think he will in Iowa. And if he does not come with, within a few points uh, and he's, you know, if Nikki Haley is anywhere close to him on in the third spot, the third place spot, then I think that's, that's a failure on his part. And I think his campaign's done. So my, my take is that Nikki Haley is the only one who is got a shot at staying in this beyond New Hampshire. Uh, obviously she wants to get to North uh, to South Carolina, her home state, but she could very well lose South Carolina to Trump as well. And, you know, at that point you have to assume if she can't win South Carolina, then she's probably done. And, uh, and I've said from, for the last few months, it was my opinion that, and I'm not happy about it, but it's my opinion that Trump will be the Republican nominee no matter what. And that hasn't changed. So with that happy note, and it will make some people happy. I, I admit <laughs> I'd like to see somebody younger, somebody new. Uh, and uh, we'll get into that in the next episode. Uh, so until then, have a great weekend. Thanks, everybody. 